0: It's unfortunate that a global pandemic had to occur for brands to realize that digital may be one of the main drivers for growth. I think about retail stores in the Pacific Northwest that don't have online ordering systems, that haven't implemented curbside pickup. If you don't have a website, And people aren't going to retail stores or they don't know that, you know, you've changed your operations to provide a a safe and secure and sanitized retail experience. The best way to be able to navigate kind of this digital transformation right now is to have a great website. If you're a retail brand or retail store, to have an online menu, to create ways in which you can share changes to your business operations to continue to drive client acquisition during these really difficult times.
1: You're listening to To Be Blunt, the podcast for cannabis marketers where your host Shada Taravi and her guests are trailblazing the path to marketing, educating, and professionalizing cannabis. Light one up and listen up. Here's your host, Shada Tarabi. Hello and welcome to episode five. Today's conversation should be a dope one. We're talking all about digital advertising. But before we dive in, let me introduce the show guest. His name is Chris Shreve, and he is the co-founder of Programmetrics, a Seattle-based digital agency. Chris is a digital marketing veteran and also happens to have family in the cannabis industry owning and operating a few of Seattle's top dispensaries. So the pains cannabis brands go through when it comes to digital marketing are all too familiar for him. Luckily, he's crafted a programmatic approach to advertising that he's implemented for himself and dozens of clients with success. And we're going to dive into what that means right now on today's episode.
0: Programmatic is a buzzword that you know was derived, I don't know, 8, 10 years ago in the, in the advertising space. The crux of it is the automation of media planning and buying. 10 years ago, when you wanted to place a digital ad on a website, you had to call up ESPN, and say, I'd like you to put an ad on your homepage. They said, sounds good. We'll run your campaign for a month. Programmatic was the automation and aggregation of sites and apps and platforms that allows marketers and advertisers to reach thousands of sites through one targeted campaign. So it allows for greater efficiency and effectiveness of targeting But essentially, it's just the automation of digital media buying online.
1: So to further unpack that, again, we're marketers. I come from a marketing background, but I've not really heard that term before. I'm trying to, you know, grasp it in my mind. Where does that sit compared to what traditional digital advertising looks like? And then further to lay a filter on it from a cannabis perspective, everything in the industry is kind of telling those of us in the industry, you can't do digital ads. So where does the line get drawn between Facebook, Instagram, and what you're ultimately proposing?
0: Yeah, I think, you know, the reality in cannabis is that cannabis consumers are all different demographics. It's not just the cannabis connoisseur, right, the the legacy cannabis smoker. We now have 50-year-old, 60-year-old men and women who are smoking cannabis for a variety of different medical reasons. You have other individuals that are just now being exposed to recreational cannabis, and those consumers don't always consume content on high times. They don't just go to Weed Maps to figure out where the closest dispensary is. They're using different platforms, they're consuming content on different types of websites. And so it's important that cannabis brands recognize that if they'd like to get more mainstream, if they want to broaden their, their reach, they need to think about advertising on, on mainstream channels outside of just the the core everyday cannabis content that we've you know that we know and love you know over the last five years the the shift to mainstream advertising and the acceptance of cannabis advertising on mainstream sites like complex and usa today and barstool sports even being able to run video ads on mobile devices and streaming tv this is kind of the, I call it the new wave of cannabis advertising, um, but it's what mainstream advertisers have been doing for eight, 10 years. It's just now being made available to cannabis brands outside of what we would call the duopoly, right? Facebook and Google, which have so much power in managing two platforms that cannabis brands just don't have direct access to today.
1: And why do you think, to kind of start, I guess, at the point of the conversation when it comes to cannabis and digital ads, like, why do you think cannabis brands think that they can't take advantage of digital ads? Like, why is there that misconception in the beginning?
0: Well, everybody's gone into their Google account and tried to get an ad placed, uh, a text ad in the Google search engine, and it's gotten denied. And then they were told to go to Facebook and try to get an ad on Facebook and Instagram. And it got denied. They tried, they tried, they tried, their account got shut down, right? This is a story that happens all the time in cannabis, mm-hmm. but it's because brands have been under the assumption that Facebook and Google are the only two platforms that advertisers run campaigns on. And to be fair, small to medium sized business in the mainstream primarily go to Google and Facebook, Instagram. They're self service platforms, there's no minimums to run campaigns. That's where a small to medium sized business in any industry goes directly to. But because there are limitations for cannabis THC brands on Google and Facebook, other channels and capabilities and technologies are emerging to help cannabis brands market themselves online, like our mainstream retail and CPG counterparts.
1: So that makes sense. It's more probably the position of where the brand is and where the industry is in this infancy, really, that has not a lot of budget because a lot of these are grassroots brands. There's also not a lot of awareness. I think the industry is significantly under-regulated and also varying state to state. And so I think you have all these kind of discrepancies building up. It's new. People don't know what they can and can't do. And so again, as a brand and as a marketer, I had always just kind of similar to the story you're outlining, had heard and heard and heard from so many other people. And because my expertise is not in digital ads, it was always something that I kind of put on the shelf for my brand. And I think I was reading, you have a really great white paper on this to break it down, you know, for people who want a little bit more information, but I loved, you know, you highlighted the different marketing channels. And so I think for people to understand where a brand is coming from when they're potentially looking at setting up digital advertisements. So maybe help me walk through like a consumer who's coming to that conclusion, hey, I want to set up digital ads. Do you see a trend in where they are in the stage of their business or who that type of brand might be?
0: So I think because of the limitations of Google and Facebook, it doesn't give the small to medium sized business as much opportunity, right? The majority of And we'll use the word, you know, again, programmatic technologies can be expensive. They can be difficult to manage, very complex. And, you know, cannabis business owners are wearing a lot of hats. So it's tough to execute and manage digital advertising campaigns as a cannabis business owner or a marketer in the space with all the regulations and the red tape. There are brands. And business owners that are listening today and that are out there that have gotten accepted campaigns in Google and have been able to advertise on Facebook and Instagram. It's probably short-lived. And it also um, is, you're you're having to sidestep um, the Mm -hmm. messaging. You can't put your product in the ad. You can't say cannabis. You might have to say wellness products or hemp derived. And as a marketer, we focus on messaging and unique selling propositions and the value of our product and our services. And to not be able to actually say what our product is, what our service does, it's a difficult pill to swallow. So where I really look from a digital advertising perspective for cannabis brands is kind of the next wave, the new age of digital marketing is in what most people would consider banner advertising right, ads alongside relevant content that you're browsing, mobile ads at the bottom of your app that you're in, a 15 or 30 second video ad that you can't skip through when you're trying to watch that video that you click on. Those are all digital advertising channels that cannabis brands now have access to and should be leveraging to target a broader mainstream audience to help drive traffic to their owned and operated web properties for brand awareness. You know, if you're a retail store to drive online ordering transactions, if you're a delivery service to increase client acquisition, um, you know, and for CBD brands to drive e-commerce sales. That's really the core of what digital advertising is trying to accomplish. It's driving traffic to your properties and helping convert qualified customers.
1: Knowing that it's cannabis and obviously knowing that some of these other platforms, I'm just trying to help understand a little bit further from my knowledge. The reason that Facebook and Google have a harder time Instagram with cannabis is because there's the repercussion of what the product is that they're selling, right? It's a drug. Mm-hmm. It's not federally legal. There might be a child who's you know on the other side of the screen who's clicking and seeing it. And so To compare it and not to compare it to alcohol, I think is, you know, a specific situation because it's just, it doesn't have the right regulations right now. Do you see these platforms that are opening up, like you're saying USA Today, are they policing what we're saying? Can we say it's cannabis? Can we say it's CBD? Can we potentially make claims to differentiate what our product is and isn't, or does it still have some of those limitations of, you can say it's CBD, but you can't say that it's obviously, you know, going to help with anxiety or pain or anything like that because there still aren't FDA regulations?
0: Um, Lots to unpack there, but good it question. <laughs> uh, so uh, the first thing that I'd say is that you're right, that the regulations in each state are very different. I would say that the core thing to recognize in each state, there's a different threshold of the total audience size and what percentage of that audience is 21 plus. That I would say is like the number one tipping point, right? So if you have websites that, you know, skew 80%, 90%, 21 plus, they're going to be compliant for cannabis advertising across the country right? So they will be able to, uh, a USA Today or a Complex, you name it, right? They will be compliant whether you're a brand in Washington or a retailer in Massachusetts. So that's the first component. Google and Facebook are also billion-dollar companies. They are publicly traded. There is a bit more red tape. Um, Google and Facebook will turn the corner at some point once Cannabis is federally legal, will probably be the first domino that needs to fall. But those platforms will undoubtedly start to accept cannabis THC advertising. I don't know when that's going to be, but they will. So for now, other platforms and publishers, uh, content distributors, apps, the ones that meet those 21 plus you know audience guidelines are saying, you know what, I'm okay with cannabis brands. I will accept a cannabis or CBD brand to advertise onto my site. Then what happens is, you know, platforms and technologies cherry pick all these thousands of sites that say, we approve cannabis compliant advertising. Then they ball all of those together and say, here brand, here's thousands of sites that you can reach. That's what programmatic advertising is for cannabis. But what I would say specifically to, you know, cannabis brands out there that aren't sure, should I be spending money in digital? You know, where should I be allocating my budget? I look to the mainstream, right? I look to our mainstream CPG counterparts and retail counterparts. In 2019, to throw some stats out there, uh, 2019 was the first year that digital advertising surpassed traditional advertising meaning all forms of digital media surpass regular TV and radio and print. That's a substantial milestone for digital advertising. By 2023, the mainstream believes that 75% of all marketing dollars and advertising dollars are going to go towards digital channels. So my question would be, why is there such a big discrepancy with cannabis and CBD brands? The answer is lack of understanding of what's available, the limitations with the certain platforms that are out there. But some of those misconceptions, you know, we're trying to debunk at our agency by educating the industry on all of the different channels and capabilities that are out there. So I would say, let's learn from our mainstream counterparts. Let's work on driving traffic to our website, having a great web presence, you know, trying to capture emails, creating newsletters. There's a lot of different ways in which digital can help drive client acquisition, whether you're a cannabis brand that can't technically sell any products online, or if you're a retailer that has an online menu, digital is critical in improving your online brand presence and you know driving digital
1: performance. Yeah, that's so true. And I think especially with what's happening in our world right now, specifically with the pandemic, forcing a lot of people to obviously stay home for their safety and safety of others, but it's really creating this much more heightened ramp up of e-commerce, which was already trending to take over retail. I think you're seeing a lot of that shift with some of these big box stores are shutting down. They can't compete with Amazon, for example. But I think as a cannabis brand myself and being really passionate in this industry, as someone who's watching it, it's like, okay, so we can be Online on certain platforms, we can play in some of these channels when it comes to marketing. But hey, here's this huge opportunity to be online and to take advantage of this, you know, online community. And it seems like cannabis is just trailing behind a little bit. So I'm really happy to hear about some of these. I don't want to say new technologies because when you say, you know, banner ads, I'm like, oh, of course. And when you're talking about Today, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, these all make sense to me. But I think as a marketer, as a consumer too, it's just sometimes how to go from the idea to the actual creation of the ad. And so your point of saying, you know, Facebook and Google, they're accessible for me as the person who's, you know, maybe coming up with the campaign or coming up with the creative or the brand owner. So I want to talk a little bit about your agency, your background, how you got here into this space, being an expert on this topic. And then I also want to kind of pepper in, you know, some better understanding for what is it that an agency does versus what is it that I as a cannabis brand owner can do? And where might I consider using an agency to help me level up that programmatic marketing effort?
0: Yeah, I'll give you a quick kind of background. So my whole career has been in uh, startup marketing and advertising You know, software companies, um, technology, selling media, building tools to help target audiences effectively online. Um, that's been my whole background. But a great family story that I, I won't bore you too much with. Uh, my brother uh, started in the medical cannabis industry eight plus years ago. In Seattle, Washington, selling medical cannabis at farmers markets. I mean, in Seattle, this was pretty much when there were barely any brick and mortar uh, medical cannabis stores. He then progresses into creating a really great medical shop called The Bakery, which myself and my brother and family co own, to now multiple retail stores in Seattle, recreational. So, as I've been in ad tech and, and marketing technology over the years, I've seen cannabis marketing and advertising evolve and so now what's great is that being a cannabis business owner myself I have a really good understanding of the pain points that a cannabis retailer has and talking to brand owners farms producer processors products on our shelves I also know and understand all of the hurdles that they face in marketing their brands to consumers So being able to blend this advertising expertise with the deep knowledge of the cannabis industry has allowed programmetrics, our digital advertising agency, to bring a really unique perspective to the industry. But the key thing right now is, is education, right? It's allowing people to understand what's out there. And unfortunately, there are a lot of agencies and consultants that are trying to jump into this industry and capitalize on the green rush. And unfortunately, a lot of brands have been taken advantage of. Um, I think every brand has uh, been sold some shiny new object that hasn't returned good business results. And so, you know, I really want to empower brands in this space with the right information to make informed decisions on, you know, where should they be spending their marketing dollars um, and how to get the best return on investment for what in most cases are very limited you know, lean marketing budgets that are coming right out of the pockets of of small business owners and family-owned businesses. But to answer your second question, cannabis business owners have a lot of hats to wear, right? And most cannabis brands don't have five to 10-person marketing teams like State Farm has and like Nordstrom has and like Nike has, right? Right those brands are probably more like 25 person marketing teams. Cannabis brands to have one person focused on marketing, that's a treat, right? That, that is a, a treasure for a marketing company. So what I'd say is that cannabis brands should really be focused on all of the different branding and marketing mechanisms, focused on messaging, uh, creative, imagery, user experience online, what cannabis business owners can't be spending time on is optimizing digital advertising campaigns and vetting different platforms and technologies that's the least of their worries right but to have an agency partner or to have a consultant or somebody who can bridge that gap between uh, cannabis business knowledge and advertising will allow cannabis brands to market themselves online, you know, effectively and to drive more interest in their products or to drive more foot traffic. I think over time, will large cannabis and CBD brands, you know, want to hire internally to be able to manage and execute digital advertising strategies? Sure. CBD brands like Charlotte's Web, industry leaders have large built out marketing departments but for now you know cannabis business owners have a lot on their plate and you know finding a good partner is is extremely valuable to you know help inch cannabis brands forward when it comes to digital marketing
1: yeah i loved that transparency because i think Selfishly, you know, creating this podcast, it was really for me just to get in front of experts to help debunk a lot of these things. Because even having a marketing background, I professionally worked in tech, you know, where we've built Restart CBD to be is a recognized brand. I do public speak, I do a lot of our own earned and created media. And so part of that is like, I know where my lane is and I'm really good at these things. So I'm going to go pull those marketing levers. But now as our brand has gotten, you know, some recognition and we've leveled up, we're about a two year old brand. I'm realizing I haven't invested any money really financially into marketing advertising. And so I'm, you know, kind of coming up for air, so to speak, and trying to have these conversations, but you said it very accurately. It's like, who do I trust? Because I think people have good intentions. They see a lot of dollar signs in the cannabis space as opportunity to convert their expertise or to jump in. I mean, you know, to briefly break from marketing for a second, payment merchants, especially early on in the industry, the amount of people who would call me and say, Hey, Shada, Hey, restart CBD. I can help you process payments. And after I had about 25 conversations with brands who clearly couldn't actually help a cannabis brand because they, they just thought it was high risk. They didn't really understand the nuances. You know, you get shot in the foot so many times you're like, I just don't want to deal with it. And so I had just talked to a lot of people and hearing about digital advertising and what a suck it was because- one, you got to spend your money and your time. If it's not you outsourcing it, it's you sitting down in front of the computer and crafting it. It's then hoping and praying that your messaging or your campaign doesn't get pulled down. If it does get pulled down, fine. Maybe you just lose out on money and time. But oh, third, by the way, the biggest fear is this brand. We're talking about the importance of brands. This brand I built, my account could get taken down. I've had friends who have lost their Instagram profiles, their Facebook accounts, and you know, Sometimes you can petition and get those accounts back, but more often than not, you're marked as whatever the brand wants to mark you as in their system. And so I think it just creates a lot of fear for brands. So really a reason to have you on the conversation was just to get some better understanding for how do I identify a brand? brand or an agency that I can trust. And so I'm hoping the listeners are paying attention to the words that you're using and sharing. I think obviously your agency seems to be really well versed in this subject. So I would create, you know, a healthy dialogue and trust around wanting to work with you, but I can't say the same for everybody out the door. So how do people even know what to look for? How do people find you to know that they need that?
0: (laughs) Yeah. So the first thing I'd say is that You know, while digital advertising is very targeted, it's trackable, a lot of people see it as the gold standard of marketing, right? Really complex technological campaigns. There are core components of a business that you need to have first. I see a lot of cannabis brands that do not invest in their website. Your website is the first place people go. It is the first visual experience that they have of your brand. Most people are going to go to Google, say, cannabis retail near me, or maybe they saw your product or a bud tender recommended it. They're going to go to your website. Because cannabis brands don't feel like they can, one, market online, drive people to a particular website, and most importantly, sell product from their site, they feel like they don't need to invest in a website. I think it's a huge mistake. I think investing in a website, that's your your first exposure to customers. And you could lose customers with one quick visit to a website. I think secondarily, it's like you mentioned, the earned, right? The owned content, uh, creating blogs, being able to use that online real estate that a website or a blog has to be able to explain what's different about your product, what's different about your growing process, you know, how is your flower or your edible um, different? And why should someone choose you? We can't just allow the bud tender to be the only access point for information about your brand or your products. So I think having an established website critical, you know, having great social media presence is phenomenal, but you're limited to your followers. And in many cases, that may not be enough exposure to be able to create a large, growing, sustainable business. And then, you know, continued content and marketing on the site. Those are the core components. Once you have that dialed in, then we can start to think about digital advertising, right? The whole core about digital marketing and digital advertising is driving traffic to your properties. And if you're, you can bring a horse to water, but you can't make a drink, right? Right old saying that's that's what digital is it's it's you can't have a a leaky bucket on the site you have to have a great user experience but what I'd say in terms of evaluating partners in the space the number one question that I always encourage brands to ask is how did you get into cannabis and how long have you been in the cannabis space tell me about your interests in the industry And within 10 seconds, you're going to be able to understand if that individual or company has a passion for the plant, speaks the right language, says the right terms, or if they completely stumble and are not able to articulate why they want to be in this industry or why they provide value in this space. So I'd encourage every brand out there to ask those pointed questions. And to make sure that the companies that you're working with, and that you're putting your trust in, have a vested interest in the industry at a bare minimum, and that would be my key recommendation. From there, you've weeded out. Uh, that was not an intentional pun, but like you've weeded out, you know, fifty percent of the vendors, the payment processors, the agencies, the consultants out there, and then you can focus on service and strategy and pricing and capabilities of whatever solution you're you're looking to outsource to a partner.
1: Yeah. I want to echo what you said by sharing a story. I was listening to this morning, a podcast by Guy Kawasaki, and he had this famous branding guy. I'm going to mispronounce his name. It was like Arvner was his last name or something. And he basically was just sharing a sentiment around branding, right? You know, do, do great brands start a great brand and when they were formed or do they grow and become a great brand? And I think what you highlighted that resonated with me was the idea of a website. You know, people so often want to jump to the success. They want to say, okay, well, I want to spend this money. I want to, you know, attract all these people to my brand. I want to turn all the marketing, you know, channels on, but it really should come down to, just starting and making sure that the platform that you can control, the -hmm. things that are in your wheelhouse, or at least, you know, financially lower hanging fruit than maybe going investing in ads is sound and safe. And so you've already just given me some things to just kind of resonate with from our own brand's perspective. Cause I think we're in a position where we're ready to turn the dial up and go into digital ads because we've got a, great website. You know, I want to say it kind of in a high pitched voice because as you know, platforms is a whole other ball game when it comes to cannabis and finding a good platform, depending on if you are retail only or you're incorporating e-commerce, I think is some other things to kind of figure out and get your ducks in a row. But I, I really want the audience to just take away the idea that ads are great, but don't think that you need to come out of the gate, guns a blazing, trying to get people to look at your brand. If you haven't even created and launched and thought about who your brand is at the small scale first. And so I just think that, you know, that was a takeaway that I heard from this morning too. It's like, of course, everybody wants to be Coca-Cola or Nike and do all these amazing things and have all these interesting campaigns. But it's like today, starting right now without going and investing any more resources or money, what does your house look like before you start inviting people over to it? So I think that's a really great takeaway for people to understand because, that's something that is in their control, at least to some extent.
0: Yeah, and, and you had mentioned something earlier, I think, very topical, just how COVID has changed marketing and advertising, just business in general. It's unfortunate that a global pandemic had to occur for brands to realize that digital may be one of the main drivers for growth mm-hmm. moving forward. I think about retail stores in the Pacific Northwest that don't have online ordering systems that haven't implemented curbside pickup if you don't have a website and people aren't going to retail stores or they don't know that you know you've changed your operations to provide a, a safe and secure and sanitized retail experience the best way to be able to navigate kind of this digital transformation right now is to have a great website if you're a retail brand or retail store, to have an online menu, to create ways in which you can share changes to your business operations to continue to drive client acquisition during these really difficult times. Um, I have a unique story that I'll tell about one of our digital campaigns for the bakery, our retail store. We were targeting cannabis consumers in the Seattle metro area. And about 20 miles away from our store, we targeted an older woman in her 60s. She saw an ad on USA Today. She picked up the phone. She called the bakery. And the individual who answered, you know, always says, Hey, how did you hear about us? I like, guess, happy to answer any questions that you have. And she said, I saw an ad on USA Today. And by the way, I'd never seen a cannabis ad before. I didn't even know that was that was a thing. But I saw that you guys are doing curbside pickup. Did I read that right? And we explained, yes, you know, you did. Uh, you can go online, safely order products through our online menu, which we use Dutchy, and we'll drop the products out to you with contactless payments, and you're on your way. If we didn't have digital, right, to explain that message, to reach a broader audience, and if we didn't have the digital infrastructure of online ordering and using a menu, we would not have retained that customer or gained that customer nearly 20 miles away from our store. So that's one really unique example of the reach and the scale and the effectiveness of sharing discounts or new products or services that you may be rolling out through digital marketing and digital advertising. And that's just one of hundreds of use cases that we have for our retail brand and other clients that we support. Um, in how digital advertising can help reach audiences that are glued to their phones and their devices while we're quarantined and at home, but still want to find safe ways to uh, purchase the products that they know and love from, you know, the essential business of, of cannabis these days.
1: Well, it's like, too, you don't know if she is necessarily familiar with your brand or not familiar with mm-hmm. your brand. I want to know, is she in your target demographic? Like would you say that so, she's who you were trying to target in your ads? Because what I find without having done digital advertising to that extent with our brand When we launched, we had the idea of who our customer was, and so our content and the things that we've created were based on who we thought our customer was. Now, we have a segmentation challenge. The people who are my followers on social media are not always my customers, And so the people who just come into my store because they've Googled CBD near me and they found my brand are not who I would have traditionally maybe gone and marketed to, which I think is a cool opportunity with being able to, you know, work on some of these larger platforms for digital ads.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of cannabis brands go into it thinking, this is our audience. This is our segment. But you have to use data, right? Whether it's website traffic data. In Google Analytics, I would encourage every brand out there to set up Google Analytics so that you can get insights on who your website visitors are and where they're coming from. Um, you know, taking a look at the demographics of your in-store um, customers and creating marketing programs and initiatives that tailor your products or services to those different audience skews. So we do have campaigns that are specifically tailored to an older audience where 20% off concentrates may not be the best deal, right? It may be focusing on our edible or our CBD products and some of the wellness products for a new cannabis consumer or messaging around safe, easy, secure retail experience that's going to cater to a subset of our audiences and creating targeted campaigns is important.
1: I completely agree. And I think it's leveraging these new technologies to help guide you in a way through the data, which you're saying all these things. And as the one who's the owner of the CBD brand wearing all the hats, I'm like, damn, I know better. I know some of these things I need to be taking advantage of, but it really is, you know, doing the best you can in that moment and trying to take court of everything that you have access to. So it's, what does your website look like? What does the data say? Do you have a budget to go invest in advertisements? I and mean, kind of getting your ducks in a row before you just jump to going into digital, which it seems to be just such a trendy conversation. I think it's people assume it's easy and they assume that they can personally have the control without kind of looking at all the implications that might happen just because we're in a much more high-risk industry.
0: Look, we tell... More than 50% of brands and retailers and CBD, you know, e-commerce companies that reach out to us, we turn a majority of them away by saying, we'd recommend you focus on your website, your owned and, and operated properties. We think you should focus, you know, your efforts on content and SEO and driving organic traffic and and there are a lot of brands that are interested and think that, hey, digital advertising might be the silver bullet. This is gonna help me reach my goals. And while it, it might be a, a, you know, a shot of adrenaline to the business because you're infusing hundreds or thousands of new website visitors to your site, it's important to understand the foundations first. But you know, I will say it is an investment, just like everything. And setting proper expectations for new marketing channels is incredibly important, uh, whether it's the partner, you know, in an agency or the expectations of the brand. You know, when you start to write content, that first piece of content that you write doesn't all of a sudden double your website traffic, right? right? It takes 10 blogs. It takes months of social media engagement. It takes a ton of social listening, right? Same thing with digital advertising. You have to make the investment to get your brand out in front of new potential customers. You have to continue to engage with them online by serving multiple impressions to an individual before they then decide to engage and come to your site and hopefully come to your brick and mortar store or online store to purchase. So just like any other marketing channel, it takes time to evaluate campaign performance and to understand who your audience is And to validate the messaging and the creative and the offer that you're putting out in the market, digital is not the silver bullet, but it is the most efficient and effective way to reach net new customers, but it is still an investment.
1: What would you say is the timeline? Let's say we signed up to be a client of yours. We want to get our first ad out. Give me some understanding of what that would look like. Is there specific messaging cycles that you go through? Are you testing things? Are there A, B ads? Or is it just, here's an ad and we're going to shoot for the stars?
0: (laughs) (laughs) So... Not the latter. It's a bit more scientific. (laughs) Uh, We do do recommend testing different messages, different imagery, uh, different deals. The reality is that your social media audience may be a little bit different than your, you know, digital online audience. You know, your current customers may have a certain uh, look and feel and demographic profile, but you may want to be going after a new subset of the audience. So there's always testing. The great thing about digital, and we say this all the time, it's a real-time focus group, right? You can test different messages and imagery and deals and discounts in real time and see data right in front of you. What is my online audience engaging with? What are they not? Let's cut underperforming ads, messages, deals, and replace with new ideas that we think, you know, might drive better performance using the data that we have at our disposal. What we always say is that the first three months um, should be very exploratory and allow us and our clients collectively to set benchmarks. From there, it's all about optimizing to your primary goal or KPI, right? If the goal is website traffic because you're a farm or you're a brand and you don't have any direct to consumer sale, then we start to optimize ways to drive better qualified traffic to your site. If you're a retail store, we focus that first three months on A B testing and driving consumers to your site. For the next three to six months, we focus on optimizing your online ordering and e commerce sales. If you're a CBD brand, um, again, it's focus on quality traffic, increasing time on site, number of page views per visitor. And then it really dives into, okay, this is our audience that converts, that purchases products, this is what they look like, this is what they do online, this is their household income. Now let's focus on sales. Let's focus on e-commerce, return on ad spend, you know, average lifetime value of customers all of those different goals that may be a factor for an an e-commerce brand. So it's very technical. There's a lot Mm -hmm. of data involved. Cannabis business owners don't have the time to go through 10 pages of spreadsheets and thousands of rows of data to determine who their target audience is or should be or where they should be running campaigns. And that's where agencies and consultants and technology providers can help streamline that process.
1: Can you share what a reasonable timeline is from, let's say, like you said, sounds like three months is kind of a, you know, at least three months before you start to see some sort of maybe benefit towards your KPIs. What is a timeline? And then also ballpark budget. What is someone potentially looking at investing? What do these ads cost compared to like a Google or Facebook if you use the right keyword?
0: Good question. So I'll use another client example. Um, we had a, a a customer that that CVD e-commerce brand. Uh, they wanted to to see a return on investment 30 days. If we don't, we're out. So great. That's a lofty goal. Um, but let's let's shoot for it. You know let's let's be aggressive we didn't hit their marks right out of the gates they paused the campaign and their site traffic decreased by 60 percent over the next couple of weeks they realized that one month was not enough time how digital can be perceived um, and how um you know campaign performance can be looked at differently um, When it comes to budget, the answer to that is based on your goals and how many people are in your addressable audience. If you are a local mom and pop retailer, a cannabis retailer in Seattle, whose customers come from a five mile radius around your store, your digital ad spend, you know, may not need to be any more than $2,500 to $5,000 a month. Because your geographic territory and your customer segment that you're trying to reach may be a bit more granular. If you're a CBD brand that wants to reach wellness consumers across the United States, that's a different size and scale of budget needed to reach your desired goal. Um, Have a lot of CBD brands who reach out to us and say, we want to be a national brand. We want to target... 50 million consumers, you know, across the country, and we have $5,000 to spend a month. I will say something like, uh, the billboard across the street from my home costs $12,000 a month. And that's one billboard in one town on one street. So we have to be realistic, right? With what are the budgets that we have to allocate towards digital marketing and what is the size and scope and scale of the campaign? And how many people are we looking to, to engage with? Um, And that's how we frame the question around budget is not this is how much you should be spending, but rather, this is the right budget to reach your goals, based on XYZ, you know, plans and initiatives for the company.
1: I think that's great. And I think something for the audience to take to heart too is realizing, which is true with other industries, but I'm finding is more important in cannabis is there are different rules and there are different paths depending on what you're selling and how you're selling it. So you outlined a few great examples. Are you a farmer? You're not direct to consumer. You're trying to sell and distribute your product to retailers or to processors or I think something in our world as a CBD brand, you know, CBD brand is, is a umbrella that could cover oil, topicals, edibles. I've seen CBD skincare brands where they're just doing skincare, maybe it's isolate versus full spectrum. And I think those things also play an effect into what platform you might be on or what You might be able to get away with from a payment merchant processor. So there's these different facets that depending on what your end goal is, which is a theme that I'm going to repeat a lot on this show, it's not, hey, listen to Chris, what Chris did for his brand or for his clients is the only way to the top or what Shada's doing for her brand. Oh, I should go do exactly what she's doing it. No, here we're sharing our stories, we're learning from each other, but also then trying to figure out okay, well, maybe I'm not a brand, maybe I'm a farm, or maybe I am a processor. You know, where do you fit and do you? you know, need to take advantage of all these different avenues to have the most success for your business. So yeah, I think there's a lot of players entering the space. They are content with just being a local brand. They want to have a national presence. They want to just be distributed into people's stores. They don't want to have their own retail presence. And so I think those are all very important questions for anybody in a marketing position, anybody in a business position to just be thinking about, because that will change, I think, their strategy and ultimately how they can benefit from advertising.
0: And even if you're B2B, you know, I highly encourage thinking about digital publications as where you allocate your marketing and advertising dollars. Conferences and trade shows is where most brands have spent the majority of their marketing and advertising dollars. With conferences and trade shows... We don't know when those are going to come back and how effective or how uh, highly attended those are going to be. B2B brands should be looking at digital publications the same way as B2C. Instead of USA Today or Complex or Barstool Sports or Huffington Post, it just might be MJ Biz Daily, uh, Hemp Business Daily. Uh, cannabis business journal, right? Like those are where cannabis business owners and buyers, investors are, that's where their eyeballs are. So I would encourage even B2B brands to be thinking about digital advertising and how they can reach consumers at a more efficient and effective rate where their target audience is consuming content online.
1: That's absolutely great advice. I'm gonna give you one final question before we wrap up. If there's any brand in cannabis that is doing digital well, who is it and why?
0: Ooh, wow. Um, I think that there are a lot of of companies that are doing it right, doing it well. Um, you know, I think it's the companies that are focused on the brand first and not so hyper-focused on Sales, 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 and discounts and a race to the bottom. It's the companies that are focusing on, you know, who are we as a company? What do we evoke? Why do, why do consumers want to buy our tincture, our edible versus someone else's? Those at a high level are the brands that I think are going to win long term, that invest in their brand um, and invest in, in building a community and communicating direct to the consumers. You know we have a few great brands. You know up in the Pacific Northwest, uh, Fairwinds, uh, I think is a really really great company. They have both a cannabis and CBD business units. They've created products with names that relate to the potential benefits of said products. So a deep sleep tincture, a flow topical, ways to create a brand and to create some continuity between the value of their products and the benefits. Uh, I think those are the type of companies that are going to succeed long-term.
1: I appreciate that share. I think, yeah, there's so many brands hitting the market right now and trying to, I love the way you said it, You know, it's the race to the bottom sometimes. And I think as regulations come out and more education and more research, it will all just play a factor in how this, This industry continues to grow and gets marketed. So, thanks for the time, for the information, Chris. I appreciate it. And if people want to follow up with you, connect with you socially or your business, how could they do that?
0: Uh, Programmetrics.com. We have all of the information on our blog. Also, encourage people to connect with me directly on LinkedIn. I'm very active trying to, to share success stories and use cases from our customers and my businesses. and and happy to answer very specific questions about any of the topics that we discussed today. And thank you for giving me the opportunity and the platform to share my story.
1: Wow, I hope you learned as much from that conversation as I did. Chris dropped some serious knowledge bombs and I feel really excited knowing advertising opportunities are available for this industry to leverage as part of our marketing mix. If you liked today's episode, I encourage you to please go leave a five-star review on whatever platform you're listening on. It would mean so much to me and help keep this show growing. Thanks again and catch you on the next episode. Love this episode of To Be Blunt? Be sure to visit to slash blunt for more ways to connect. New episodes come out on Mondays. And for more behind the scenes, follow along on Instagram at the Turabi.